James Mullinger is here. Nice to see you again. Likewise. Always an honor to be here. You're celebrating all kinds of things, but you're doing, what do we call Are we going to call this a soft cedar? I mean, effectively, your whole, I don't want to call it shtick, but your thing is being kind of a fish out of water, a guy who moved from England and now lives in New Brunswick. Absolutely. I mean, it's a dream for a comedian to be a, a fish out of water. You know, basically our job is going out there, noticing things, finding idiosyncrasies about daily life. And there's nothing kind of more fish out of water than leaving a city of nine million people and moving to a town in New Brunswick with a population of 10,000. And it was for love. <laughs> it, it, it was for love. Um, although, I mean, to be honest, but partly love of the place. I mean, I, I had obviously visited there many times over the years, performed there. My wife is indeed from there but I mean to be honest she was very happy living in England she had a glittering career working for Monocle magazine working for her she'd always wanted to work for Tyler Brule since Wallpaper magazine started and so all her dreams had come true but really it was a it was a quality of life decision where we said we want to spend more time with our kids where can we do that and we thought in theory if you're good at what you do you should be able to do it from anywhere so that was uh, a huge incentive and I mean it was for love but then I guess also it was me that had to convince her to move home to St. John because ooh, she, she knew what it was like. <laughs> and as a matter of routine, people you encounter will say, what the hell were you thinking, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. And I kind of, you ex- almost expect it from the bigger cities, but it is a strange thing when everyone in the place that you've moved to, the first thing they say when they learn you've moved for London, England, and they say, why the hell did you move here? And you have to say, why are you saying that? That's not helping, making newcomers feel like idiots for coming here. And of course, I mean, it's a very simple answer. I just had to say, look around. Beautiful views, friendly people, and thanks to annual flooding, waterfront mansions that cost 79 cents. It's a win. (laughs) Is there an advantage to being, I mean, you're not officially a foreigner anymore, Mm. but I mean, you got the accent, you grew up in England, so you almost have license to say things about Canada that other people wouldn't. True, and I definitely feel like I've definitely exploited that in my act. I remember also being on the circuit in the UK and being very jealous of Canadian comedians, great Canadian comedians like Phil Nickel. Um, I would see these amazing uh, comics, kind of, you know, Sean Collins being out there noticing things about the UK, and I would always think that wouldn't be funny if I pointed that out. There is an element of that. And yeah, I mean, the other thing is, of course, that Canadians are very, very good at taking a joke. I think it comes from camp culture. I think it stems from kind of sitting around the campfire, roasting each other. Uh, definitely even more so I'd say in Atlantic Canada where uh, there hasn't always been a, a ton of entertainment so people have entertained themselves by roasting each other so I feel like I get away with a lot more here in my act than I would do anywhere else and I mean in the UK you could get cancelled if, if such thing exists from a town or indeed the local paper could write negative things about you if you said anything bad about that place here I seem to get invited back the more jokes I do about a place <laughs> you're your write-up has some pretty interesting life experiences. You met the Queen. Yes, indeed. Under yes. what circumstances? Well, it was a, it was an event for people who have done um, charity work. Obviously, don't like to talk about my charity work, but uh, I do lots. No, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so it was an event for entertainers who have done um, uh, raise funds, and I've done stuff for the Prince's Trust amongst others. And they do these lovely events, and yeah, it's a real moment when uh, you kind of think to yourself, "Wow, you know." At that point, I've been doing stand-up for maybe ten years. My parents 
parents had never kind of you know t- taken it seriously or indeed uh, respected it for want of a better word and then suddenly uh, the queen's shaking my hand for something somewhat connected to something i've done that suddenly was the moment where like okay he's legit now did you practice your bow um I, i'm not very good at it i'm not very i'm, I'm quite awkward off stage as you can probably tell so i kind of it, it was a bit awkward should we say i kind of went to bow but then also kind of put my hand out then and they do tell you what to do yeah they say actually don't extend your hand unless the royal does first well that's it and of course i just started doing everything and of course i have a lot of twitches as well so i mean i was basically very very <laughs> close to kind of accidentally headbutting the queen is what i'm trying to say so um yeah it's uh, I, I shouldn't be put in situations like that i find and we're not going to dwell on the queen forever but i'm mm. an extraordinary figure who i actually kind of miss yes. um but i find in circumstances like that i always do something stupid like say you're the queen right right well they, but my worst one actually was that she'd said why are you here and um and i guess what she meant by that was you know what do you do or what's your and and i just kind of looked over and the, so, said the first thing i saw and i was like the the, the buffet and i just thought my goodness i mean of all the things to say to the queen <laughs> did she laugh um she kind of uh, did a half smile which i take to but i mean really i guess with the queen you're you're, you're storming it a half laugh counts um i mean it doesn't look good figure on a poster half laugh the queen but i cannot believe that my first and only meeting with the queen uh, she asked me why I was at her function, and I said the free snacks and booze. I mean, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstances did you sing for Paul McCartney? Good question. That was uh, karaoke at his daughter's wedding, which went uh, horribly not to plan. In that I had spent my entire life wanting to meet Paul McCartney. He was my hero growing up. I, I had a, you know, I was, wasn't very, I wasn't athletic or academic or very popular as a child. There wasn't, my mum recently, I think, jokingly described as a triple bill of failure for them. Because normally, <laughs> if your child's not good at one thing, they're good at another. I had none of it. And my dad would cheer me up after a day of kind of being picked on with Paul McCartney songs. So my dream was that one day I would meet him and tell him. And then through various circumstances, my, my then girlfriend, now wife from New Brunswick, started she was working with a guy at Wallpaper Magazine who started dating Stella McCartney and of course secretly I'm thinking this is it this is my chance it's not the only reason I stayed with her all those years but, <laughs> but you know it definitely helped and eventually the time came and uh, we were invited to the wedding and it was in a place called the Isle of Boots which interestingly is is by a place in Scotland called Rosse and Rosse is actually the town in New Brunswick where I now live just outside St John so anyway very fortunate thing and anyway I, I did indeed get up to sing karaoke couldn't see anything was blinded by these spotlights I was very new to stand up at the time so I really had never really been on a proper stage at that point in my life and um, and I went I did Elvis's All Shook Up and this is outlined in my book in, in disgusting detail but I unfortunately went to do the pelvic thrust only to realize that Paul McCartney was standing very close to the front of the stage that was not uh, another 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 incident where I finally get to meet someone and I blow it um, you do not want to do a pelvic thrust in the face of your hero on, no. on your first meeting although he did to be fair he could tell I was mortified and he did send me a note afterwards saying it was hilarious so of course I mean hilarious Paul McCartney there is a quote I can use on a tour post there you go a half smile from 
from the Queen and hilarious from Paul McCartney. And Jimmy Carr seems to like you as well. I interviewed Jimmy Carr quite recently. He's hilarious. He's amazing and 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 hilarious and obviously incredibly savage on stage and known for his kind of you know cutting uh, put downs. But uh, the most, as you know, the most charming, lovely guy off stage. And um, I started doing stand up in 2005. And within a few weeks, entered Jimmy Carr's Comedy Idol, which was a contest he was doing for new comedians. And I think we all, a lot of very talented comedians were scared to enter it based on the fact that it's Jimmy Carr. He is going to tear us apart. And um, actually, there was a very different Jimmy on display, which was, you know, a very kind, you know, the real Jimmy wanting to help young comics. So to my benefit as a new comic, lots of bigger names didn't enter because they were very worried about possibly that. And um, anyway, and so I made it through to the final. And, and so within a few weeks of starting stand-up, I'm kind of on stage at the comedy store with Jimmy Carr being filmed for his DVD. And I remember thinking to myself, this is it, I've made it. 20 years later, still not made it. But hey, those are the peaks and the troughs. It is 20 years that you're celebrating mm. this year. When you got into it, and this sounds like a silly question, mm. but I have friends who just sort of were goofing around with comedy. I have one who quit his job and took up comedy because he thought, this is going to be my career. And he was right. He still is. Did you think this was going to be your life? I prayed and hoped it would be. Is the honest answer, and I, I never stop appreciating it now. But um, but I definitely knew my whole life building up to that point. I, I was 25 when I started. Uh, probably from about the age of 10, I knew I wanted to do it. So it took me all those years to have the confidence to actually try. So I definitely knew that I wouldn't. I would never be truly happy if this didn't become my career. So I, now, 20 years later, I never stop appreciating that fact. Okay, and for the parents who were lamenting the fact that you were striking out at everything, this must be satisfying. I hope they're still with us. Yes, they, they are, and, uh, and I hope they are satisfied. I will make sure they listen to this, and they can, uh, they can, they can phone in or, or, or comment on this. To uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that they're, they're relieved, should we say, that, um, that things have worked out for me. And you've got two kids, right? Yes, indeed. Are yeah. they funny? They are very funny. They don't think I'm funny at all. They, I did actually cast... The, we filmed a sitcom last year about a British comedian uh, who accidentally moves to a small town in New Brunswick. Very difficult to oh. write. And the director said to me, look, how do you feel about your kids playing your kids in the show? And I said, well, there's a problem there, and that is that my kids are a nightmare. And he said, well, that's what we want. And um, also, I guess having... Um, he said, you know who's more of a nightmare than your children, the parents of actor children. And I was like, okay, I get it. Um, so that was quite a fun time working with them. They were absolutely hilarious on set. They basically just had to do what they do at home, which is roast me continuously and uh, tear up uh, pictures of me, which is something that they like to do as well. I, there was a, a, in our small town of Rossi, there was an instance recently where someone kept putting pins in the eyes of my tour posters up around town. And I, it sounds like a, a plot from the sitcom, but yeah. it's not. And I went out trying to find out who it was and asked the guy in the post office to keep his eye out to see who it was. Anyway, he then revealed to me that it was my children who had been on this campaign of hate. <laughs> As one comedian I know would say, since then, we haven't stopped talking. <laughs> Congratulations on your 20 years and uh, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it.